Hi, and welcome to another episode of Got Guts, a podcast of the American Journal of Physiology, Gastrointestinal, and Liver Physiology. Today, we will be highlighting all things related to the gastrointestinal and liver section at the very first APS Summit meeting held in Long Beach, California. Joining us today are Editor-in-Chief, Professor Mark Fry, and Dr. Karen Edelblum, Chair of GI and Liver Program Committee. Hi, guys. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. How are you all today? Pretty good. good. Excited You'd... to talk about programming. <laughs> <laughs> now, you don't have to fake it that much, Karen. It's, it's okay that the listeners know that you're in the middle of a huge move and it's stressing you out, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was, I was trying really hard to fake it, but it, it, it I am good, excited about good the effort. meeting. Good. Outstanding. Yeah, so this is the first time for this meeting. It's never it's never happened before. Um, I'm sure that a lot of our section membership has questions about this. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what sort of drove this change? Um, you know, from uh, I realized that you know that you weren't the you know in any secret backroom meetings if such even occurred. But from your perspective as programming chair for the section, what what do you think is driving the move to a physiology summit instead of experimental biology? Well, I mean, I think obviously there were a lot of changes because of COVID and, you know, people attending meetings in person, as well as the fact that, I mean, ED was just really big. And I think it was probably not always going to be financially viable as a very large meeting. And I think um, it was really a good opportunity for APS to branch off and, and start their own meeting, which in the end, um, as we'll talk about today, I think really benefits the GI liver section. Um, a lot of what had been the ways that that EB had been programmed was a lot of it came down to how many abstracts you had submitted was how many sessions that you got within mm -hmm. a particular mm -hmm. section. And so being a smaller section, we usually had kind of on the low end of programming slots. However, the focus of the summit has been much more, how do we integrate conversations about physiology across different disciplines? Mm -hmm. um, and so, right, like there's a lot of gut brain access. There's a lot of, you know, crosstalk between the gut and other organ systems. And we have microbiome, which everybody cares about. Mm -hmm. So in that ways, you know, having cross-sectional programming really increased the number of sessions that are going to be relevant to our section. Yeah, that's great. Cool. I mean, and I think it makes sense. The, this idea of integrative physiology, if you will, I, I know, I think that's its own section or group, but the, the idea that every organ system talks to every other organ system and all of the communication, of course, flows through the gut. So, you know, that's most important. But, but uh, I think also, also, you know, you get ideas, like if you're studying hypoxia or ion transport, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the, the same physiology that you're looking at in the gut is also going to be very similar in other organ right, systems. Right. So it really, it, I mean, we are very good as a section of, you know, hanging out with each other and doing all the fun things that we will also probably cover in this podcast. Um, but it's good, you know, to interact with other sections and get other ideas and potentially right. drive new collaborations. Right. So I think that'll be a great opportunity to do that. 
So, so we'll be able to keep the, the same strong sense of sectional community that we have while getting out of our scientific silos, as it were. Yes. Man, I, I should send that line to the APS. I know. I was like, that ja is very ja good. Jamie, Jamie do, you think, do you think I could get a, re a royalty for that one, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, so what, what do we have to look forward to? Can you tell us a little bit then about the, the structure of the programming? You know, what, what, obviously for GI, but just sort of in general, how it works at the new meeting. So the new meeting will start on Thursday afternoon. So this is a Thursday to Sunday meeting. Mm -hmm. So Thursday is kind of, there's like an opening session in the afternoon and then like a welcome reception. And then the hardcore programming really starts Friday morning. So what has been, I think, a really good idea is that, so the early morning sessions now, so from 8.30 to 10 o'clock um, on both Friday and Saturday are dedicated to game changer sessions. So these were ones that APS leadership came up with that they thought would span across um, different interest groups. So Mindy Igovic, who is a GIL member, she's got one, a session about combating science misinformation. Hannah Carey, who is a FASA vet, um, she's also has one about how animals, humans, and a hotter planet, the physiology of climate change, right? <laughs> so there's these kind of like very topical, mm -hmm. you know, physiology related or science related things that we're, that we're dealing with a lot. So those don't have anything programmed against them. So mm -hmm. you'll be able mm -hmm. to go kind of see these exciting kind of, you know, highly relevant sessions early. And then, um, from there, then there's 90 minute blocks. So very similar to what there was previously. And what you may remember from, you know, EB is that maybe there was like one or two GI sessions a day. Right now we have something that is GI and liver relevance on every single session throughout the whole meeting. Mm. So right your, your GI and liver cup will be overflowing. Um, Let's not think about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we'll save that for the bar. Um, but yeah, so we're starting off actually with our Davenport lecture mm -hmm. on a Friday morning. So Jim Golden Ring is the recipient of the Davenport Award. And this year we've also incorporated, there'll be um, two abstract talks that are mm -hmm. related to his work. Um, mm -hmm. So that will be Friday morning. And then um, Kim Barrett is co-chairing a session um, from human to superhuman, the influence of the microbiota on human physiology. Okay. So we have that. And then we have kind of our traditional GI and liver symposium in the afternoon, which is chaired by Kate Hamilton and Nick Zakos about using multiomics to understand GI physiology and disease. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the poster sessions, I think, are like at five o'clock now. So you kind of do all of your heavy science, then you go hang out at the poster sessions. And then right after that poster session is the trainee symposium. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and then that's kind of your events, at least that gets you through most of Friday. I think that there may be some extracurricular activities planned after that. It's, it's entirely possible, yes. Entirely possible. Um, and so then on Saturday morning, there's what we've done is also not not everything is necessarily like a featured topic or a symposium. Mm -hmm. There are some kind of panels to okay. that allow for more discussions. So on 
Saturday morning, there's a state-of-the-art discussion on the mechanism of host microbiota contributions to health and disease, which I think would be of interest to a lot of folks in this mm -hmm. section. In the afternoon, Stephen Keeley is chairing um, a session on crosstalk between the intestinal epithelium and endocrine system in the pathogenesis and treatment of metabolic disease. And then there's another crosstalk in microbiome and epithelial organs session in the afternoon. Um, and then as though that's not enough for Saturday, we've now also reorganized the Forte session. So now that we have a bunch of flash talks, because we want to give trainees as much opportunity as possible to share their work. And so since we don't have an actual Forte, like official programming session, this is the way that we're doing this in the physio hub, which mm -hmm. is really cool because it's near the near where all the posters are, but you have headsets. So you can kind of listen in and you can kind of, you'll be able to get multiple headsets as you walk around, but it's a way to like be in a Weird. large space, but you can okay. still hear the speaker. It's kind of a cool way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, the, and so that'll, that'll give the trainees sort of the best exposure possible because they're right in the middle of everything. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. So, yeah. So that gets you through Saturday's programming. And then on Sunday, Melanie Garreau is co-chairing a session about bi-directional gut-brain communication. And then in the afternoon, we have Ravinder Gill is chairing a session on the multifunctional roles of peripheral serotonin in, in health and GI disease. So that's very much your gut-brain mm -hmm. connection is on Sunday. And then all of the trainee-related programming is Sunday afternoon. So okay. it's, you don't have to get up early at seven o'clock in the morning anymore. You could just pack it all in <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> and so that's like the, the career development stuff. And okay, great. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, that, that sounds like a terrific meeting. I, I, I kind of like this new concept of bringing sections together and sort of thereby kind of giving everybody more talks for their section in a way. That's great. Good. So, so how, how were how were abstract submissions this year? Are people excited? Yeah. So abstract submissions were were in line with previous mm -hmm. years. Okay. So Good. I think Good. you know that's that's a great indicator that people yeah. are are getting excited about the meeting. And then, of course, is like people come and see how how things have evolved. And of course, like the first time you run a, a meeting, you know, does is everything always work? perfectly like is this what everybody's nope. gonna love <laughs> not necessarily you never know so there will probably be changes for next year but then mm -hmm. that's also why they send you surveys at the end of the meeting so you can tell us what you liked and what you didn't like and what yep. you would like fill to out see the change. surveys people actually look at the data yeah absolutely look at the data so but otherwise like the same Forte session, the same GI programming, mm. the same banquet, the same trainee symposium, just like more cool GI and liver relevant topics. That's fantastic. This, I mean, this sounds like it could be really great for both the trainees and the established investigators in the section. So that's, I'm looking forward to it. And, and this new format also, because even, even though APS was about, I think 40% of EB by attendees anyway, if I remember correctly, uh, this makes us also more flexible in terms of the places we can go, right? So from from a 
science tourism perspective, it's not going to be the same three cities over and over anymore. Yeah, no, I have, I have only kind of heard rumblings about other places that they looked at, but I don't even know if they necessarily secured like where they're going to do 2024 again. I know that they were definitely looking at a lot of places, um, but yeah, it kind of opens you up to some uh-huh. of like the slightly mid and smaller cities right, where right. you don't need a huge amount of space to have a huge exhibition mm-hmm. center, which also, I mean, that kind of lends itself to doing some of this more flexible structure and having, right. you know, right. we get to do these like state of the art discussion and kind of more group chat, you know, how do we talk about science um, as opposed to, wait, how much time do I have to run across this massive sprawling convention center? Right. Oh, and did I mention time? There's actually time now for lunch because lunch does not no. overlap with a poster session. You actually get to eat at this meeting. I thought there was something in the bylaws against that. Wow. I mean, that's great. If, you, if, you choose, <laughs> if you choose to talk science instead of eating lunch, that's, that's not you, you, you do both. You can do both at the same time. I mean, we've been doing that for years. Exactly, so. exactly. Awesome. Well, th- I, I, I'm now more excited about the meeting than I was when we started, and I was already pretty excited about it. So that's great. And I, I guess, as you've alluded to, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the extracurriculars. Uh, Saturday night is the GI and Lever Banquets, which uh, features a lot of the awards, including the award for uh, Distinguished Research, which... This year goes to uh, uh, Beth Bugs McCormick from UMass. And uh, we have a number of trainee awards that are given out at that, uh, at that session. Uh, let's see, also on Friday night after the trainee session, there's going to be a, a night out at the Congregation Ale House with entertainment provided by GI Distress and the Third Reviewers which is uh, two bands uh, made up of uh, uh, nerdy scientists, one of which I'm in. And we're actually also, uh, GI Distress is also playing the Trainee Bash on Thursday night, which is at in the convention center, I guess, at Bogart and Company, which I, I know nothing about other than it is apparently a bar in the convention center. So, well, now um, I know that there was a Trainee Bash because I was not aware. Mm, well, you're adding yeah. to my programming knowledge. I, I you know, I, I hate to say it, Karen, but neither of us are trainees anymore. <laughs> Not even remotely. <laughs> I kind of wish I was. <laughs> Does that mean so, less paperwork? <laughs> let's let less paperwork. The opportunity to screw the same things up again as I go. You know. Um, true, true. Great. Uh, looking forward, then. You know, let's say someone comes to this meeting is 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 enthusiastic, comes to this meeting for the first time, and then really wants to get involved going forward in future um, physiology summits. Uh, Can you touch on maybe two topics then? First, any uh, ongoing tips for authors who want to submit their best possible abstract and, you know, have a good chance of getting into an oral session with it? And two, what can people do to get involved if they want to contribute to this meeting going forward? Yeah, so I think the first is a really good question. Um, I think, you know, just putting together a a really well-written abstract, making sure that you have, you know, a clearly stated hypothesis and, you know, that you're putting in data and significance values and, and a clearly stated conclusion, I think, 
all of those things, you know, will always help. Um, and as well as, you know, looking for, because this year we did something a little bit different and maybe it was a little bit confusing. So we're going to work on that for future years. But we we let people know what the topics were for the oral sessions. Um, so if you were interested in submitting, if we're getting an, an oral talk that you could submit to one of those sessions. So sometimes it's going to fall within that wheelhouse and sometimes it might not. And sometimes your abstract could get picked up by a different section that was programming if, you know, the interest overlaps. So there's not a hundred percent surefire way that those, all of those options will, will definitely help. Um, as far as getting more involved, so there is, I think we still have the position open if anybody is interested in applying to be the GI liver um, trainee representative. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You can look on the, if you haven't gotten an email through the hub, I think um, we've also posted it on the section website board within APS Physiology. But also the huge thing, if you want to be involved with programming, is that all of these cross-disciplinary or cross-sectional programs, they came from the membership. And so it's a completely open submission. So if you go to one of these things, or even if you're like, oh man, I can't make it this year, but this sounds really cool and I want to be a part of it next year, is get an idea together of, you know, either something where you want to have one person talk and you want to have a bunch of abstracts or you want to have a round table, we can do that now. Or if there's somebody else in a different section that you want to work with and come up with, like get like three speakers, three or four speakers together for a symposium. Or even if you don't know anybody in another section, but you're like, oh, I would love to do this with other like hypoxia folks. I will find somebody for you to work with. <laughs> so essentially, I, I'm going to start blasting emails probably five seconds after this meeting is over because that's when planning for the next meeting starts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's already um, begun, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Well, maybe like, can I just move first <laughs> and then we can uh, do it? All right, we'll allow it. <laughs> Thanks. But otherwise, even if you see me at the meeting and you're like, hey, I have an idea, like shoot me an email of what your idea is and I will help you put together something that will do probably pretty well at the programming meeting. Because what we do is we take all of the different submissions together and mm -hmm. then all of the different programming chairs kind of go through them. And I have to tell you, last year, I think all of the GI and liver ones scored very highly because I will help you put your proposal together to maximize the likelihood of it getting programs. Like, I am on your side. Don't let the other sections know. I know, but not my problem. I'm just trying to get GIL stuff programmed. So that's right. That's right. Um, yes, I will be your backseat behind the scenes programming assistant so that we can get your stuff, hopefully you know, on the program for next awesome. year. Awesome. Oh, and that also includes trainees. This does not mm -hmm. have to be pitches from established right. investigators. We want early career researchers. We would love it if like postdocs and grad students were like, I have this amazing idea and I want to meet these people. So let's invite them to give a symposium. That's an amazing career development tool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times students and postdocs don't realize just how easy it is to open that door that you're really you're really pushing on an unlocked partly ajar door by by trying to do something like that everybody likes when someone takes the reins and puts something together 
and yeah and it's folks not in, yeah it's not it's not like you have to organize the meeting you just have mm -hmm. to come up with like three right. speakers right and you have to fill out a piece of paper there's right. not a huge barrier to entry here <laughs> as long as they all show up that's always you know <laughs> i mean that also is not technically it's not on you that's not you technically have, your problem yeah that's not fair technically enough. your problem you fair just enough. you know it's good to have a backup Awesome. Well, thanks for this. I think this has been a great overview. Is there anything you think we need to talk about about the meeting that I've forgotten to ask you? No, I just feel bad that I've been like talking this whole time. I'm just like, here, listen well, that's, to me that's, talk. That, that, that's why we brought you on here, Karen, so that wow. you could talk. <sighs> I'm tired of talking. I think I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then thanks very much. Thanks for coming on with us. Oh, great. absolutely. It's always a pleasure. All right. Well, then we'll see you in Long Beach, as they say, wherever it is they say it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the American Journal of Physiology, Gastrointestinal and Liver Physiology, and produced by me, Jamie Jones. If you would like to hear our latest episodes, please visit the AJP GI and Liver Physiology's homepage.